Get ready to yell happy birthday, Tubbs. Get ready. Loosen those vocals up, Tubbs. Here it comes. There we go. Crowd cheers. Yes, sir. Welcome to episode 45 of the Chewy On Your Boot podcast, and this one's big. You might have already guessed who we've got coming on today after the intro, but if you haven't, Peter Siddle joins us for this one, and we're very excited about it. Pete played 67 tests for Australia, took 221 test wickets, and he's a great bloke. We chat all about his career, his love for bananas, and much more. It was an absolute pleasure to have him on. We can't thank him enough for his time. And just before we do get into it, I do have to mention our sponsor, Kremlin. Use the code BENM10 to get a 10% discount on all of their stock. Go check them out. I'll put the link in the show notes. It's also in our bio. But yeah, without further ado, let's get into it. We can't wait. Pete, welcome to the Chew On Your Boot podcast. Thanks for joining us. No worries, boys. Thanks for having me on. So, just before we get into it, you're currently undergoing 14 days quarantine in Hobart. How's it all going and what are you doing to keep yourself busy? Yeah, I'm, uh, yep, 14 days I'm um, quarantined down here. So, it's, um, I thought it'd be a bit tougher than it is. It's going okay at the moment. Today's day eight. Um, so, I'm ticking along all right. It's, um, yeah, obviously just trying to find things to keep busy um, throughout the day. Um, try and sleep a little bit more, which, which is always a good thing. Um, and you can't get in trouble for it, so that's, all, that's always a nice feeling. You sleep as much as you want. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's been interesting, different. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm getting through, like I said, not uh, too long to go now, so on the home stretch. Take us back to where it all started. You grew up in Gippsland, and how did you get into cricket and where did your passion for it develop from? Yeah, I think for me, it was it sort of wasn't my um, number one sport growing up. Um, I sort of, yeah, being a country boy, I played, yeah, footy during the winter, Aussie rules, and um, cricket during the summer. But my main sport was basketball. So I played that all year round. Um, that was the main one that I loved playing. Um, and, you know, always dreamt of being a, of being a basketballer. But um, I think, yeah, cricket was always around just because, of, yeah, around Christmas time, school holidays, Boxing Day tests, that type of thing. You're always playing backyard cricket. I've got a younger brother, a couple of years younger, so we're always in the backyard playing different sports. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't until sort of primary school. I think it was about 13. I was playing, yeah, just with a few mates at primary school, always playing at um, lunchtime, recess, all that type of thing. Um, and there was about a handful of us decided, there yeah, that we'd join a club together. So we went down to... My junior club, which was Latrobe Creek Club at the time in Morwell, and um, and that's where it all started. Yeah, I think I was twelve or thirteen, um, somewhere around there, and um, yeah, that's that's sort of the first team I joined. Didn't obviously it wasn't my love for it then, um, but I think I, I quickly started to fall in love with it, and I think um, yeah, sort of when I was around sixteen, seventeen, started playing a few rep teams, rep games here and there. Um, that's when I started to you know um, think that I might like to pursue that as a career and. Um, and I did, and yeah, and it obviously brings me to where I am now. So um, yeah, it was obviously the right decision to make. Who knows? I was a bit short for basketball, and I don't think I was good enough for footy. So I think I made the right choice in the end. And you mentioned those other sports. You love your Melbourne United and your Kangaroos, but you're also a woodchopper in your early <laughs> years. Is that true? Yeah, it was. It's sort of something that um, yeah, just being a country lad. Um, 
and yeah, I think a lot of country people know about the you know the, the, the sort of shows that go around all the sort of country towns, different stages, the Melbourne show, Sydney, Adelaide, the big ones where everyone gets to see it. But yeah, all my uncles um, um, from my dad's side were sort of into wood chopping, and um, that's sort of where that came from. So I was about I think I did it for about a year, like properly in competitions and stuff. I was about ten or eleven. Um, but yeah, I started getting a little bit nervous that um, I was starting to play the other sports, and I was worried that I'd, I might chop off a toe or um, something like that. So um, wouldn't have been handy losing a big toe. I don't think I would have been great with my balance then. So um, yeah, I stopped doing that at, at an early age. But yeah, I, I did do it. I think um, uh, yeah, it, it always pops up every now and again, and um, it was actually good fun. And in your junior career, you broke a Victorian state record, taking eleven for forty-seven. In an under-17 match for Victoria, what are your memories of this performance and was it a moment where you realised that you could potentially make a career career out of cricket? Yeah, I think it was. I think it was probably the moment where I sort of probably realised I was, I was more a bowler than a batter. I think at those early stages, I think I must have been about 16 um, or just turned 17 at that stage. Um, and up until then, I'd sort of been a little bit of an all-rounder in junior stuff, so sort of bat middle order, four, five, six, bowl first change. Um, and just, yeah, that, that was a bit of an all-rounder. Um, but I think, yeah, then was the, the time. I think I started that tournament sort of back in middle order and bowling first change. And then by the end of it, I was batting about, you know, nine or ten and, um, and opening the bowling. So I think that was definitely the time that I realised I was probably more a bowler than a batter. Um, and then that sort of showed when I uh, finished that carnival. Yeah, I took um, 11 against South Australia, went, played the next game against New South Wales, went up winning it, took Pfeiffer in that game. Um, I went back to club cricket after that and started opening the bowling and, and playing first 11 cricket for my district side. So um, I think that's where it all sort of started. The, the bowling sort of fast-tracked a lot quicker than my batting. And, um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, it worked out for the best. And, yeah, I love the fact that I'm a fast bowler. and. I do enjoy it. And you mentioned the district cricket for your club, Dandenong. Was, is there a particular person from that club that's really helped you in your development? Um, I think there's just lots of the opportunity just to be around older men at a younger age. I sort of, I think I started there when I was 15, um, sort of 14, 15. I, my parents were travelling down, um, taking me. I was playing in their junior rep sides, but I was playing the odd game for them and um, was when I turned sort of, um, I finished the junior cricket at um, under 16s back home, and I decided, yeah, from then on, I'd start my senior career straight away for Dandenong. So um, over the years, I've played with a lot of um, good, experienced um, senior guys that sort of helped me along my way. But they had this, um, there was an old guy there, who was sort of a chairman selector, ex coach, um, Desi Nolan, um, who sort of took me under his wing, similar to he, he was the one that got Cameron White down from Bansdale as well in those early years. and. He sort of, yeah, helped me a lot um, just about how to go about the game and play. And I was pretty lucky that my second 11 um, captain, and he was the coach of the club at the time, was Brendan McArdle. He's just like a, a Victorian legend of district cricket, played a few games for Victoria all-rounder um, and just knew the game. Um, so, yeah, to have those two in those early years um, of sort of senior cricket, I think that, yeah, helped fast-track me. And then just playing alongside some great players, in the district sort of um, the times, I obviously played a lot of cricket with Darren Pattinson who played Victoria. Um, Will Carr was another one who played a couple of games for Victoria and um, Paul Boriston 
played junior stuff for Victoria, never for the state team, but those guys were just, you know, real strong, um, great district cricketers. And, uh, yeah, to have them alongside helping me um, when I was out there and they definitely helped develop me, kept me on my toes and kept me level-headed, that's for sure. But, um, yeah, great times. I'm sad that, yeah, I, I, I'm obviously done now being down in Hobart, won't play any more games, but had a good sort of 20 years there. Um, won three flags. So, yeah, obviously memories that I'll remember for a long time. And in 2003, you attended the Australian Cricket Academy and then again in 2006. How much did you take out of these experiences in terms of professionalism and what it took to perform at an elite level? Yeah, they were amazing opportunities. I think, um, firstly, just to, yeah, just to be able to go and enter, enter a sort of a setup where you're, where you're working with other players from other states. I think, you know, you're always working with your home states or your club teams and stuff like that. But to sort of, yeah, branch out and see how other players go about it from different states, how their states sort of, you know, sort of teach or um, coach things. Um, so it was great experience just learning from other guys and just forming relationships that um, and friendships that, you, you know, you still have to this day. And I sort of think, yeah, back to those early years, going to sort of the, the academy and stuff like that. And now I'm, hit, I'm, I'm down here, you know, I've met painting back in those early years um, when we played against each other and in, in those those state, um, those um, AIS groups and stuff. But, yeah, now we're playing playing with each other at the back ends of our career. So it's funny how, yeah, things change over the years, but they definitely do, um, you know, set the, set the sort of scene for what it is like being a professional cricketer. And in that period, you got your first taste of first-class cricket against the touring West Indies side. How much did you enjoy the challenge of testing yourself against some internationally proven proven batsmen? It was sort of weird. I think, yeah, you, m- most people tend to debut in a in a domestic game, you know, a first class game or a domestic one day. Or, but, um, but yeah, to to play my first first class game against an international um, test team, yeah, it was a bit um, a bit daunting. And yeah, they had some obviously quality players. Chris Gale was at the peak of his powers then, sort of starting the fire. So. It was quite nerve-wracking, um, but, yeah, exciting at the other hand that, you know, you always want to come up against the best. And at the time, um, to play your first game against an international team um, was a great opportunity. And, yeah, I loved it. I think just the battle. Um, got a couple, got a, got, a, got a wicket early on and, um, and, and just got going. But, um, yeah, I think that experience early on probably, you know, helped sort of fast-track it a little bit quicker just for the fact that, yeah, you, you come up against real quality um, test team um, rather than just sort of straight up into a state game. So, yeah, it was definitely a, a great way to start and, um, yeah, exciting time. And you earned your first full contract with Victoria prior to the 2006-2007 season. Can you descri- describe your emotions surrounding this in what must have been a pretty exciting time for you? Yeah, it was. It's a, uh, you sort of... Not knowing where you're at when you're at that sort of younger age, you don't know, yeah, if the opportunity's going to come or what, what's going to happen um, moving forward. So you try on everything you can to obviously get, get the trainings, do as much training, do everything you can for the team, but also not knowing whether you're going to have a full, a full contract and be around the group. So you're sort of working part-time. Um, I was doing a bit of groundskeeping at my local club out in Dandenong. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd go and labour for Darren Pattinson. He had a roof tiling um, business. I'd go and labour for him, turn some extra money and, and, and sort of pass the time. So 
um, yeah, there was nervous times about what was going to happen with my professional career. But yeah, to get that opportunity and sort of kickstart it um, was sort of the starting point. To, yeah, I've really got to concentrate on this, work hard, and, um, and see where it will take me. Shoulder injuries began to trouble you early on in your career. You had a couple of reconstructions. How tough was this period and how was it having to cope with bowling in a lot of pain at most stages, I would assume? Yeah, yeah, it was obviously yeah, annoying. I thought I got the first one when I was up at the Cricket Academy. Um, I was just doing, it was just something simple. I was just doing a, um, a gym exercise and the shoulder, yeah, just sort of just gave way. Um, I tore the labrum across the front of the shoulder. Um, so I had that operated on, yeah, I think I was um, sort of 19, I think, or 20 at that stage um, when I first had that done. Um, but then, yeah, then to re-injure that uh, midway through a season a couple of years later, um, just diving for a ball. Um, I dived for a ball and, yeah, just sort of tore the, the little anchors that I'd had um, placed in there during the reconstruction. Um, so, yeah, it was frustrating because it was mid-season. Um, I started off okay. We're doing okay as a team. Um, so we worked out that I could I could bowl, I could I could roll the arm over, but I couldn't throw the ball. Every time I went to throw the ball forward, it felt like the shoulder would pop out. Um, but I could roll the arm over. So we decided that um, I'll continue to play out the season, um, and then at the end of the year, just obviously not throwing. And then at the end of the year, I'd look to get um, the reconstruction, and um, yeah, it was tough. Um, just more of a nuisance than anything. Couldn't really dive, couldn't throw the ball, so it restricted me a bit. But I could bowl with not a lot of pain, so um, it meant that I could still play um, and still try and perform. And, yeah, that that, um, that year we made the final. Um, I ended up taking nine wickets in that final. Um, and um, we end up we lost to New South Wales, though, so, yeah, obviously a disappointing finish. But it ended up being, yeah, a good finish personally for, for the year. Um, but then to, yeah, pretty much go straight in and get operated on um, and not know how long I'd be out for was obviously, the, yeah, the downer. And in 2008, after touring India with an Australian, Australian A side, you were named in the Australian squad to play India in a four-match four series. What are your recollections of being around the national team for the first time and rubbing shoulders with household names like Ricky Ponting? Uh, yeah, exciting. I think, yeah, I was young. It was pretty much straight after having that shoulder um, surgery. I had that um, in February um, or March. And then um, I thought I was going to be out for a long time. Um, but I sort of started progressing along okay. And, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't throw at this stage. Um, but they took me on the Australian A trip because, yeah, it would be a good experience for me. It didn't matter about what I was throwing. It was more about just seeing me bowl in those conditions and, and see how I go. And um, yeah, during that uh, tour, I was bowling okay. Everything was going well. And yeah, yeah I, I remember being in bed, um, or rooming with uh, Luke Ronke, who's obviously played for Australia and New Zealand. Um, he was my roommate at the time. I got this phone call. It was no number from back home. And it was the, the chairman of selectors at the time uh, calling from back in Oz whilst I was in India to let me know that, yeah, I've been selected in the, in the senior side tour in India in a couple of week, weeks' time. Um, back over there, so yeah, I was in shock. Didn't know what to think, but he's like, "Mate, yeah, you got to. Um, we're going to get you on a plane, bring you back home, um, so you can sort of settle down, freshen up, and um, and then fly over back over with the with the boys." So um, that was the nerve wracking part. I remember, yeah, obviously getting all your gear was exciting, but 
flying from Melbourne to Sydney to meet everyone else and walking into the lounge. And like you said, walking in and there's Ricky Ponning and Brett Lee, Matthew Hayden, um, Mike Hussey, just guys that, yeah, I love watching. Um, I yeah, just idolised. So, yeah, that was the probably one of the most nervous times I've ever had uh, walking into a, a team environment was uh, the first time meeting those guys. And was there someone that took you under their wing once you entered that squad? Um, being around the fast bowlers a lot, was it one of them? or? Yeah, it was. I was pretty lucky. Um, a couple of years before that, I had actually sort of been one of those, you know, the 13th, 14th men um, helping out the 12th man during a test match. So it was during an Ashes not long before that. Um, Mitchell Johnson had been 12th man that whole series, but I, um, yes, I sat with him for a whole Boxing Day test pretty much, you know, helping him carry drinks and get gloves and all that type of thing. So um, I'd already had that little bit of a um, friendship with him. Um, So, yeah, that that sort of hit it off with him um, straight away. He looked after me well. Brett Lee was brilliant, I think, yeah, just the support that he gave me along the way and especially in those early early few weeks, um, just trying to settle in um, made it a a lot easier and... uh, to, to his luck in the end, Cameron White actually got the call up to that series um, because Bryce McGain had got injured late. So um, to have a close mate who was my, you know, club teammate, state teammate, um, yeah, come over in the end, um, it made it a lot more comfortable for both of us to have each other there for that whole series. So, um, yeah, it was amazing, uh, great experience and, yeah, something that I, I love looking back on and thinking about. And then in the second test of that series, you earned your baggy green and your maiden test wicket was none other than Sachin Tendulkar. Can you take us into your first experience of the rigours of test cricket? Um, yeah, very nerve-wracking. I think, yeah, I wasn't expecting to play. I just thought, you know, they've selected on this tour, give me experience, um, be around the group. Um, so I just tried doing everything I could. Um, then it turned out Stuart Clark had a bit of an elbow injury after the first test. Um, I still didn't think I'd play. And um, I remember, you know, sort of going to training the day before the game, not really knowing what was going on, sort of looking over to see how Stuart Clark was going with his fitness test. And I was just sitting there and I remember Ricky, uh, Ricky Ponning coming over uh, not long after that, giving me a tap on the shoulder and goes, um, you ready to go? And then that's when it really sunk in. I was like, oh, and then I got nervous. Um, <laughs> yeah, sort of worried a little bit about how I'd go. It's India conditions that I wasn't really weren't um, foreign uh, to me. So, um, yeah, it was a, a, a very strange experience. But straight away on the phone back home to the parents um, to try and get them on a plane. Cricket Australia were great, helped, helped sort all that out and get them over as quick as we could. And, um, yeah, try and sleep um, before the game, which there wasn't a lot of sleep, um, which probably didn't help the preparation. But, yeah, um, T- Tanduka first wicket was pretty amazing. It took a while to get it. I think it was about the 80th over. Um, by the time I got it, but um, yeah, just uh, just amazing experience. Just being out there, open the bowling with Brett Lee. Um, yeah, just yeah, sort of. When I look back, it, yeah, it does bring a big, big smile to my face because it's amazing times. Those sort of early early um, experiences, and um, yeah, to be able to get him out, say Sachin was your first Test wicket, and, um, a pretty pretty amazing feeling. And fast forward to the Australian summer in 2008-2009 where you played in your first Boxing Day test against South Africa at the, at the G. How much of an honour was it to not only be part of such an occasion but also represent your country and perform well in, in your home state in front of a home crowd? 
it was huge. I think just yeah, just remembering all the years that I'd, I'd go travel down from Gippsland to go watch the Boxing Day Test with like my parents or my mates, um, to then being the being that one to walk out in the field um, and play in a Boxing Day Test. I think you know I remember the days. Um, um, like support Merv and Warney, all those Victorians over the years. Um, yeah, to be in that Victorian that's out in the middle, um, you know, representing his country, but also representing, you know, Victoria in a Boxing Day test. So, um, yeah, amazing experience. Um, yeah, something that uh, every time I walked out there, that, that stadium on Boxing Day is, yeah, it's something else. Um, whether, you're, whether you're playing um, or not playing, it's just an amazing day um, for cricket. And, um, yeah, to be, to be a part of um, uh, a, a lot over the years um, was something that, yeah, uh, I, I loved, I enjoyed doing, um, and it was definitely one of the highlights um, of, every, of every cricket season was yeah, playing that, walking out on that boxing day. And then in 2009, you got to be a part of your first Ashes series, which was in England. Did you find this series a lot different to the others you'd played in up to that point due to the rivalry and the added media attention that comes with it? Yeah, definitely. It was huge. Just the, the atmosphere around it all was, yeah, it was electric. Just the, it did. It just, it just got bigger. Um, their media, our media back home, um, everyone just talking about it, whether it was the English people, people in Australia, it was just huge. And, um, and not knowing what to expect. I'd never played in England. I'd never really used the Duke's ball. At the time, I thought, how much different can it be? It can't be that much different. It shouldn't be too hard. Um, but yeah, it was definitely a, a very daunting series. Um, just the yeah, the fact that it was the Ashes um, and in England. Um, but to be able to experience the Ashes firsthand um, in an away series over in England, I'm grateful that I got to experience that first because I think it definitely made um, my experiences of the Ashes even better. Um, just for the the sheer volume of support um, and and not so much support that you get from the local fans over there, but that's what made it exciting. And it was such a great, uh, great series to be involved with. Obviously the result wasn't great, but yeah, to play my first one was, um, yeah, amazing. And you alluded to the Dukes bowl. You obviously adapted pretty well as you took five for in the fourth test. How much confidence did you take out of this performance in such a big game and series? Yeah, I think, yeah, it just it took a bit of time. It was a third test. Third, fourth, fourth test, yeah. So taking a bit of time um, to get there um, and just find a bit of control. Um, I think you, you, you work it out pretty quick how to, how to bowl with it, but I think it's just about being consistent. And uh, I think throughout that whole series, um, all our bowling attack, we, we weren't um, very consistent at all. Um, we put in good performances, but we just couldn't build pressure um, for long enough. And I think it showed in the result. Um, we still had yeah, good, good records. I think we still took a lot of wickets and stuff like that. But as a team, we just weren't super consistent. But um, yeah, the, the confidence I got out of that was amazing. I think, yeah, to sort of yeah feel a lot more comfortable, um, know that you've played um, a big role in, the, in that result. Um, yeah, it was definitely something that gave me a lot of confidence um, going forward. And you were struck down with injury again in 2010 as a back stress fracture kept you out. Must have been pretty frustrating because of the injury and given the timing of it in terms of your career, you'd probably cemented a spot in Australia's bowling lineup and were really looking to take that next step in your career. Yeah, I had. Yeah, 2009 was yeah, an amazing year for me. I had a, a, had a great year. I played a lot of cricket. Um, 
not not just not just obviously test cricket, but I started playing a bit of one day cricket as well. And um, and yeah, I was I was, I was really loving um, being around the Australian side. I was getting good performances on the board and and feeling a lot more comfortable. So yeah, it did come at, at a tough time. Um, but in saying that, you saw, I sort of always look at the positives, and that sort of probably gave me um, that little bit of rest. Um, that I probably needed. I'd sort of, yeah, been around the, the, it was about, yeah, sort of February, March 2010 when this all came about. So I'd sort of had about nearly 18 months around the, um, the Australian side at that stage. I'd played a lot of cricket, a lot more than I was used to. Um, so weirdly enough, always looking at positives um, like I do, that, yeah, it sort of came at a good time to sort of freshen up. Um, was a back stress fracture, so it was going to be a lot longer than a normal injury, but... Um, yeah, it was um, always tough getting your first big injury when you're sort of starting to feel comfortable in the Australian side. And then take us to the Ashes in 2010-11. It's Brisbane, the first test. It's your birthday. It'd be remiss of us not to talk about this iconic moment. So the hat-trick, obviously, we've seen it many times, but can you take us into the moment itself and the aftermath? Yeah, so that was, yeah, it was the first test match back after that stress fracture as well, so... It was, um, I hadn't played a lot of cricket. I played a couple of Shield games, I think. Um, I played a couple of one-day games for Oz in the lead-up to that series. Um, but I hadn't played heaps. I was feeling good. I was bowling well. Um, so, yeah, to, to firstly just get picked to get back in the side, um, especially for the start of an Ashes series at home, um, was amazing. Um, and then, yeah, the, the Brisbane test um, has always sort of fallen um, on my not on my birthday, sometimes it does, but my birthday's always during that first test um, of the of the summer. So um, it just happened this time around. It was day one. Um, the day had been going um, reasonably well. It was a bit of a slow day, bat and ball, and um, we we're sort of cruising along okay. Um, but yeah, then to yeah to to break it open um, like I did at that stage. Um, been on many a hat tricks over the time, but you sort of just you just get used to not getting them. Really, I'd taken one as a as a thirteen year old, um, you know, in, in club cricket. Um, but yeah, been on plenty since then, um, and just hadn't taken any. So you sort of just like, oh yeah, I'll just bowl this ball. And I remember just thinking, yeah, I got the first two. Stuart Broad walks out, and it was just run in, bowl fast, like hit the wicket, bowl fast, hit the wicket, bowl fast. Um, so it didn't quite come off how I liked because it didn't really hit the wicket. It hit his <laughs> hit his foot on the pool. Um, but in the end, um, as much as it wasn't the delivery I wanted, um, it turned out to be the perfect delivery um, for the end result. So yeah, just amazing experience. Um, birthday, get the hat trick, Ashes series. Um, yeah, all very special moments. Um, and probably yeah. Um, I hate to say it and ruin everyone's um, birthday presents over the years, but probably the best present um, I've ever got on my birthday. And it is such an iconic moment. It was a good call from the commentary team. I think it gets posted by cricket.com.au every time it's your birthday. Have you? How many times have you watched it? I've watched it a lot. I think um, <laughs> it's always good to watch. Like, I, get it, I get sent that video oh, a handful of times a week, I reckon. Just like really? whether it's people on, you know, friends on that have watched it again and just sent me, you know, through um, a message, send me the YouTube footage or, yeah, people um, on social media posting it or posting about it. Um, there's always uh, um, something popping up here and there. And it, it, is, it is amazing. I think um, I probably still don't look at it, um, back at it as 
as a huge as as big a highlight as it probably is because I'm still playing. Um, but I think yeah, once I'm done and sort of yeah, I do look back. Um, yeah, it is very special and yeah, to say that I took a hat trick in in Test cricket. Uh, there hasn't been a hell of a lot over the, over the years as many tests have been played. So, yeah, to be one that's taken um, one of them, um, yeah, it is very special. And the 2012 Adelaide Test versus South Africa, you had a great battle with Faf Duplessis as he almost single-handedly batted out a draw. You bowled almost 65 overs for, for the Test and developed your reputation as the heart and soul of the team. What are your memories of this test and those all those overs? Yeah, um, what I what I remember is it being a waste in the end. <laughs> that's that's the worst thing. I think that's probably the most frustrating thing about Test cricket. As much as I I love Test cricket, is yeah you you try you do everything you can for five days both teams and it's a draw. Like that's. <laughs> I think that's the probably yeah the most frustrating thing that you yeah you, you I did everything I could that game um, yeah and to bowl that many overs I don't think I've come close to that um, ever in first class cricket um, other Test cricket um, but yeah that was it was an amazing Test match I think just the battle um, charging in over after over to try and get those wickets especially late in the day and um, it was probably my own fault in the end it got so close, I, I took a couple of wickets before that real close to the end so it made it even tighter um, than it was probably looking with a sort of you know a couple of hours to go so um, but yeah we just couldn't get through him we couldn't break him um, but yeah to to get so close and like I said um, then to fall short right at the last sort of hurdle was uh, yeah disappointing but um, yeah to look back like you said to bowl yeah 64 or whatever overs it was in the end um, yeah, ridiculous amount of overs for a test match as a fast bowler, that's for sure. And you've been involved in other previous Ashes campaigns, namely the whitewash in 2013-14 and obviously the retainment last year. What stands out as your favourite Ashes moment? Um, I think, yeah, obviously the hat-trick's always going to be a, a big personal moment in Ashes cricket, but... Um, it's a team sport. I, I play cricket because I want to get team success. Um, that's why I played the game. That's what I love about it. So it was always about winning the Ashes um, and retaining. So I think, yeah, the, the whitewash in Australia was one of the biggest, yeah, that's probably nearly one of the best um, series I've ever played in and been a part of. Um, but, yeah, I think being in a part of four Ashes series over in England, um, and before to last last year, 2019 Ashes series, losing three previous series, um, it was always a goal of mine to yeah to get into that Ashes touring squad and try and you know win or retain the Ashes. That's that was the number one goal, and um, yeah, to be a part of that series last year, retain the Ashes in the end. Disappointing not to win it outright, but to be able to retain it um, and to be a part of such an amazing series. That series is. It was just so much fun to be a part of. Um, obviously, some really disappointing moments for, for us, us, us as a team, but that made it exciting. That's that's what Test cricket's about, and I think that series is one of the one that would probably be known as one of the most iconic in, in years to come. Um, Ashes series, so yeah, to be a part of that and get the result um, was definitely yeah um, huge highlights of my career. And I think it was a year on yesterday since Edgbaston last year. Obviously. 
you batted with Smithy and got 40-odd and almost got him to his ton, but that must be a pretty amazing moment for you to reflect on. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, we, we sent a few messages back and forth about it um, over the last couple of days, and um, it was just amazing to, firstly, yeah, I wanted to be a part of that series, so be a part of it, but going out there to bat when I did and just thinking, oh, we're in all sorts of trouble here. <laughs> what, what's going to happen? And then to be able to, yeah, yeah put, along a, put on a partnership with Smitty um, and just bat with him. He, he's amazing to bat with, just to get that sort of first hand. You're, you're right front and centre and watching, you know, one of the greatest players, um, one of the greatest batsmen to bat. And the way he goes about, it's amazing. So to be able to yeah, be at the other end and bat alongside him in that partnership was amazing. But um, it was great to get there yeah, 40 odd. Um, I wasn't so fussed um, about missing out on 50, but um, the biggest disappointment was there not being able to stay in there to get into his hundred. I think yeah, it was his first test back after the after the ban, and that's all I wanted to do. I, I don't think I've ever been so disappointed um, with getting out um, in an innings than, than I was that day because yeah, all I wanted to do was get into a hundred. That's all I was thinking. So. Um, thankfully, Nath came in. They put on another good partnership and he got into his 100, so he didn't miss out. But, um, yeah, amazing days cricket. Um, and just, yeah, amazing for the series in the end. Like, to think that that small partnership, you know, went a long way in um, in setting us up to, to win the game and to be able to be involved with the bat rather than the ball was, um, yeah, yeah, something that I'm, I'm very proud of. And it's well known that Smudge is a pretty unique cricketer. Was he saying much to you out there? What kind of things was he talking about? He doesn't say much to you. Like it's, you sort of want as a as a as a tail end. Like I don't need a, a lot of advice. I understand my batting. I work hard on it, and I know what I, I want to do out in the middle. Um, but yeah, you sort of you know you always want some little little pointers from the from the gun batsmen and um, that you're batting with and stuff like that. And yeah, he just didn't give me much. He's like, no, you're good, bros. You keep going, mate. Yep. Yep, just keep concentrating, just keep playing straight, keep watching the ball. And it's like, yeah, it was like, it wasn't giving me much more than that. That was pretty much the whole, every, every time we came in after an over, yeah, just keep watching the ball hard and we tap gloves and, and off we go. That was it. So um, the, the chats weren't as, as exciting as, as, as being at the other end and watching him go about it, um, having a giggle when he's leaving the ball and he's, you know, do what doing his little wiggles and he's um, he's touching everything and stuff like that. So it, it was it was fun times. It's always um, good battles, um, especially in an Ashes series against the English. Um, I played a lot in England, so I know a lot of their players really well. Um, so yeah, it was it was good fun batting with him. But um, yeah, what an amazing player and um, definitely definitely one of the more unique um, players, um, especially around cricket. Uh, than, than uh, Smudger. And last year you announced your retirement from international cricket during the Boxing Day test. How tough a decision was this? Uh, it wasn't as tough um, by the time I made the decision. I think um, even before I'd sort of started thinking about it probably leading up to me leaving to go to England. So um, at the back end of the summer in Australia, um, I knew I wasn't really going to be a part of the side there. My main goal was um, to finish the Australian summer well with Victoria um, and I was going over to play county cricket with Essex and then that, that was going to be my real test. That was going to be the chance for me to have one last cricket crack at playing for Australia, perform well for Essex, hopefully get selected for the Ashes tour. 
Um, so leading up to me leaving for England, um, I'd started discussing with my wife and, and my best mate about maybe, you know, the Ashes could be, could be my, my last series. So um, I'd sort of been sort of chatting about it for a long time. Um, during the Ashes series, I started, you know, thinking a lot more about it and then sat down with, um, with JL and Paney a couple of times um, and discussed it. Um, we had a few chats about, yeah, about where I sort of sat um, in the team going forward and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, there was potential that I was going to do it in England, but I decided that maybe the chance may come. Um, it was a, and, and a bit of a risk. I could have retired there and been happy, but I, I thought, you know, if, if a chance did pop up that I could maybe get one more crack in Australia, um, I was willing to, yeah, hold off and, and wait. And, and, and obviously that didn't pan out. That didn't happen. Um, I got called up to be around the squad um, as backup um, for the Boxing Day test, um, which I didn't get end up getting selected for. But I knew once I got told then I wasn't selected that it was going to be hard for me to get back in the side then. Um, there's a lot of young players um, coming around the group. Um, I knew my, my, my main chance was getting back in the Ashes, which I'd done. Um, those conditions suited me. So, yeah, I knew the time was right. I pretty much, after... After the morning chat you know, on day one when the, the boys were warming up, I pulled JL aside and um, let him know that, um, yeah, that I was going to pull up, pull up stumps. Um, so, yeah, it was pretty much then that I, that I knew. Uh, I didn't tell the boys until a couple of days later. I went off, played a big bash game um, for strikers. Then when I came back, that's when I had the opportunity to, yeah, before warm-up, um, let the boys know. And, yeah, it was... Uh, Sad time, but exciting as well because I knew that a journey that I'd dreamt of as a young kid was coming to an end, but something I was very proud of. So, um, yeah, it was a pretty special day. Obviously, JL's been a pretty big part of the team's rejuvenation. Can you give us an insight into how he approaches coaching and his players? We obviously saw it a bit via the documentary. Yeah, I think he's, he's just a, a great bloke um, to be around. I think, you know, I think the doco showed exactly how he is. You know, he's passionate. Um, he just wants to, wants to bring the best out in each individual. Um, and, and hopefully that helps, helps the team get the success and get, where, get to where we want to be. And that's obviously the best te- team in the world. So, um, yeah, it was amazing to play alongside him because I, I look back and I, I played a couple of my first... Um, I played my first ever first class game for Victoria, which was against WA and was against him. So um, we'd known each other um, for a very long time. Um, we'd had a lot of contact um, in the sort of the 12 months from when he got the job leading up to the Ashes series. Um, so, yeah, to, to um, you know, just be around him, um, chat about the team, how he wanted to go about things. Um, and stuff like that. Uh, it's he, he just he just wants to see the boys do well, and I think you know sometimes he is a bit hard, but that's good. That's what you want. You want to you know push push individuals, and I think um, yeah, he's probably pushed a few guys that um, you know out of their comfort zone, um, which has then brought the best out of them. And um, I think yeah, that's the direction the team's going into the moment. That you know it looks like even um, the guys that were were, cl- were were very good players, they've even lifted as well. But then you look at someone like Manus. Um, you know, who's come in and just lifted his game to the next level. So, um, yeah, the, the boys are the boys are enjoying having him around. Um, I think yeah, him and Payne a good little combination between captain and coach. Um, uh, and yeah, they're going in um, the right direction, and I think it showed 
um, last summer, the way they went about their cricket and the way they played their cricket. Um, it's exciting to watch. Um, and I think, yeah, it's, there's a lot of, a lot of good things to look forward to for the future. And just on the test, the documentary, have you watched it? And what was it like to be a part of it? Yeah, I've watched it. Um, I, I, I watched it on all sort of different stages. Um, it was sort of, at first, um, I, first, I came back into the side in the UAE um, before the previous Australian summer. And the um, that was sort of weird. I think, yeah, to have someone following you around all the time with this camera. And, um, it was pretty much... He was just like a teammate, um, the cameraman, the cameraman, and we ended up calling him Doc because he was the cameraman um, for the documentary. So that was his nickname was Doc, and um, he became one of our close mates. And but yeah, initially it was weird. You had this guy that you didn't really know walking around with the camera all day. He's putting microphones up to listen to conversations. Um, but then uh, after a few weeks, it just became the norm, and you and you sort of totally forgot about it, um, which I think you know was always probably. The worry is individuals like, oh, how how are we gonna how's it gonna look when it like airs? Is it gonna look any good? Is it gonna look terrible? Like we didn't know how it was gonna come up. And um, but yeah, the credit to him, as in um, Doc, he's a, he's a brilliant man. He filmed it perfectly, captured everything that we wanted to see. And um, I know there was a lot cut out that you know we could have been used as well. He spent a hell of a lot of time, you know, um, getting all the footage and everything um, that played a part in. Um, in what come of it but um yeah it was, it was an amazing experience just to be a part of and then, to, and then to watch back and see it all sort of come to come to air to the public um something cricket had never really done was really um especially in australia um seeing the internal side of the, the team and how, how how they go about it um but yeah it was exciting and the feedback that i've received from people just general public and people that i chat to um it's been amazing so yeah, it was capped off nicely, obviously, with the Ashes, which uh, which was good. But, um, yeah, it was definitely um, awesome to be a part of and, and to have that documented to watch back in the future when we want to look at stuff about the Ashes and um, and, and everything that, like that. That's um, going to be something pretty memorable. You know, it was great to watch. And I remember the moment where you reenacted the last wicket where you um, had retained the Ashes. That must have been pretty good to be a part of. Yeah, it was. It was good fun. Um, that uh, just those celebrations and um, and that night. I think you know, for for me, I wasn't a part of that test match um, as such. But just the the feeling for me to to know that um, obviously we didn't end up going on to win the series, but to be able to retain the Ashes, I'd, like I said earlier, I'd been on three previous Ashes series and lost. So my goal for that whole series just to be a part of a series that we could win or retain the Ashes and um, from that day, yeah, we, we, we'd done that. So the, the, obviously the, just the enjoyment and celebrations that we had in the change rooms as a group, um, everything that we'd worked, worked on leading into that series and throughout that series to then had, um, had gone to plan. Obviously the fifth test didn't go to plan, um, but yeah, what an amazing series um, and yeah, just an amazing group to be a part of. It was a great group um, um, to be playing alongside of. Um, and yeah, it was some of the most fun I had um, over my whole test career um, was definitely that, that, that last series. And you've also been a big part of the Adelaide Strikers lineup over the past few seasons of the Big Bash, as well as playing a lot of county cricket in England, as you mentioned earlier. How much have you enjoyed playing and getting to know a lot of players from all sorts of different places through these teams? 
I think that's probably one of the most exciting things and the and the, some of the fondest memories I have over my whole cricketing journey to date is, yeah, the, the opportunities to travel the world, firstly with Australia, yes, but to, to meet other people from all around the world, um, um, to be able to go, yeah, play in countries like India and Sri Lanka, um, travel to the Caribbean, um, play the West Indies, go to South Africa, England, similar to Australia, but like a little bit different, and just explore um, places like that has been amazing. But I think it's about the people you meet um, and um, and become friends with. And England has sort of become like a second home for me. Uh, it, is a, it is a place I love playing. I really love the, the cricket over there. I could have easily seen myself as a as an English cricketer, um, you know, playing 20 years of county cricket now, um, uh, I, I definitely would have fitted into that um, that lifestyle over there. So, oh yeah, I love my time playing at the different counties I've played with, um, played along with alongside some great English players, um, Stuart Ward um, and Alistair Cook at the moment with Essex. Um, just the guys that you, you have, you battle against on the international scene, but go and play county cricket with them and become really close mates. And, um, yeah, just those experiences have been amazing. And, and, and the same in Australia. Um, go, being able to leave and play for a different franchise, go play for the Strikers. And my first year, we won it. Um, the last couple of years, we've had some really good seasons. Um, and just for me, someone had focused a lot on test cricket throughout my career to now be able to really enjoy T20 cricket. Um, and just have fun with the Big Bash. It's so exciting. It's fun to play. Adelaide Oval is an amazing stadium um, to play cricket um, and, uh, yeah, to call that home um, for a short time during the summer um, is, yeah, is just amazing because, yeah, the support we get there as a team from the Adelaide fans and the local community is unbelievable. So it's, um, it's definitely been some um, huge, huge uh, moments and memories made playing for the Strikers and hopefully, yeah, still a few more um, great memories to come. And you alluded to some of the battles with some of the English players. You developed an intriguing rivalry with Kevin Peterson over your career and he was dubbed your bunny given the amount of times you dismissed him. Is this something you look back on as a great moment and do you keep in touch with him now that your on-field battles are behind you? Uh, not so much with him. I don't think, yeah, I have never really played alongside him in any other team or anything like that. But obviously always, yeah, a bit of contact when he was out here for the Big Bash um, a few years ago. But, um, yeah, that was always a good battle. I think, um, like I spoke about earlier, about playing um, and lifting to a bit, bit higher level, I think that was the same thing when playing against any team, that you just wanted to lift and you wanted to perform against the best players in any given side. And, you know, KP... Um, was always, you know, England's best player. And to be able to yeah, battle against him, especially a different type of player, he was aggressive, he was hard to bowl to, he was a little bit nervous to bowl to because, you know, the things that he could do um, were a lot more extraordinary, especially in test cricket. He could play test cricket like one-day cricket, so it always made it hard for you as a bowler. Um, but, yeah, to be able to have that battle with him, have the success against him that I did, um, I was lucky that I played him a lot. I probably played him in 20 test matches, so it, it does give you more chances of getting someone out when you play him a lot. But, um, yeah, to, to have someone like that, um, you know, have a lot of success against, um, it gives you confidence knowing that you can, yeah, you know, you sort of, you know, match it with the best players around the world. And you obviously made the decision to move to Tassie just recently. How excited are you about new opportunity with a new team and a new lifestyle down there in Hobart? 
Yeah, it was a huge move um, and one that yeah, took a lot of time to sort of, you know, um, decide on. Uh, it's obviously, it's hard to play. I've been at Victoria yeah, for sort of 16 years. Um, so to make the decision to leave um, your home state, who you'd represented for a long time, and um, was always going to be tough. But, yeah, the opportunity opportunities that the, the Tassie um, one has presented is just, yeah, something I couldn't sort of um, uh, deny. It was just, yeah, the chance to... Um, firstly, you know, come down and play cricket down here. It's a great, it's a great place to play cricket, Belrive, and I've got a lot. I've had a lot of success in state cricket and internationally here. So that that was one. But um, the chance also that I know I'm at the back end of my career, so looking towards the future, um, potentially, you know, whether it's coaching or moving into that um, that sort of path. But it gave me the chance to work alongside some great coaches down here at um, Tasmania. Um, but also work with a young bowling group that I could sort of help mentor um, and develop my coaching um, whilst doing that. So, uh, yeah, it was tough. Um, but, yeah, decisions sort of made easier in the end that Victoria currently don't have a coach, don't have an assistant coach, so I didn't know who I'd be working alongside. Um, so it was sad to say goodbye to the boys. Um, but, yeah, um, I've got to look forward to the future. And whilst was, my number one priority is still to be playing the game, um, it is going to be, uh, yeah, about working with this young group down here, which is a very exciting young group, a lot of young, exciting, fast bowlers that I'm going to um, be playing alongside of and working with. So, yeah, it's an exciting opportunity. Like I said, I feel like a, a young kid getting his first contract again. Um, so once I get out of quarantine, um, uh, yeah, looking forward to just getting around the group, being a part of it and um, starting my journey with uh, the Tassie Tigers. And you're a very busy man away from cricket. Can you tell us a bit about your love for bike riding among the other things that you get into? Yeah, it's sort of, um, yeah, obviously a big part of my hobbies away from the game is I spend a lot of time travelling, so it's always about spending time at home with my wife and my dogs. That's that's the number one priority to start with, um, which is always always good fun. But, yeah, I'm in the first sort of lockdown at Viso, I've um, always been a... Um, uh, an addict, uh, sort of admirer of triathletes and Ironman and stuff like that. So um, when ISO hit, I decided that I'll start, um, I want to start doing some triathlons. So I pretty much just um, got my mind away from cricket, which was good. I could not think about it. And um, I started training for triathlons and cycling a lot. And um, yeah, I'm just, it just, it's just become a new love. So it's, uh, it's just good. I, I can get out on the road, on my, on my bike literally forget about everything and just concentrate on riding the bike, what's going on around me and just, um, you know, just being present um, in top, in, in the moment. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's been good for me. It's been good for obviously my fitness and the health, but, um, yeah, just for the body. So, yeah, looking forward to, um, you know, finally getting back into cricket. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's gone from a little bit of a hobby, a fascination, you know, during lockdown to something that, um, yeah, I, I'm going to definitely be uh, addicted to um, in, in, in the future and um, something I'll always do for the rest of my life. So from a little hobbies turned into a, yeah, a, a bad addiction, but um, no, nah, I'm loving it. And you also, it's well documented about your love for bananas. How many do you actually eat in a day? Yeah, I know it's always a, a funny story. Warney pretty much, you know, said, made up a funny joke um, a long time ago. Um, that I had like 20 or 30 a day, so it's always been large. But um, in reality, it's about, you know, some days I might have, I might have none or one. Um, other days, um, it could be around 10. But 
most of the time it's, they're in smoothies. So have a, have, a, have a couple of the smoothies for breakfast, um, snacks throughout the day, um, in around games with protein shakes and stuff like that. So um, max, I couldn't tell you. I've never counted. Um, I love just to go with, yeah, Warnie said it was 20 or 30. So he must have been right on the day. Um, it's turned into a pretty good story. So, um, yeah, it's always one to laugh at. But maybe maybe 10 or 12 could be the max for, max for a day every now and again. But, um, yeah, who knows? And just finally, what have you got planned for when your playing days come to an end? Is Do you want to stay within the cricket industry or...? Yeah, I, th- I think so. Um, hence, yeah, the decision to come down to Tassie. That's probably the, the start of it. Um, got a couple more years of playing with Tasmania and um, part of that sort of, yeah, looking into the, developing my coaching along the way and working with this young group. So I think it's going to give me the opportunity now to, to see if I enjoy the coaching side of things. I think um, I've always said, yeah, you know, the, the, those people that go to uni and study for all those years and then don't end up using um, their degree, um, I sort of feel that's a little bit like cricket. Uh, you know, by the time I'm done, I'll be close to, you know, 20 years as a professional cricketer. Um, I feel like it's wasted if I don't stay in that and stay in the game and, and help and help contribute and help give back. So I think I will stay in the game, whether it's coaching, um, whatever it might be, in some capacity. Um, but who knows? Um, but yeah, I think yeah, the next couple of years will give me an insight into how I go, how I enjoy the coaching, and how I go about it, and um, and what I think the future may hold. But um, yeah, I definitely want to stay in the game and, and and give back because it's obviously given me a lot over the years, and I want to give back and and hope hopefully help produce and help um, you know teach some of these young guys about the game. Well, Pete, that's all we've got for you. Congrat- congratulations on a fantastic career. It's been a joy to watch you go about it over the years and all the best with what you've got planned for the future and thanks for joining us today. No, thank you guys very much. It was obviously yeah, a pleasure to come on um, on your podcast. All the best with um, yeah, the, 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 your, your journey with, um, with your podcast and, and, and where it may get to. But, um, yeah, it's been a pleasure, boys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Pete. Appreciate it. Thank you. Cheers, lads. That wraps us up for episode 45. We really enjoyed that one, and we hope you guys did as well. Once again, thanks to Sids for joining us. It was an absolute pleasure. And also a big shout-out to Lockie Patterson. He's been able to arrange another guest. We say it time and time again, but really can't thank you enough, Wombat. And stay tuned for some more episodes.